Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Dr. Laura Rockos, and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle in- strategy for disease prevention and health maintenance. Today's episode of Eat Right with Laura is going to focus on thyroid health. Uh, I just felt like I, I've talked about this topic in the past and I feel like it needs a do-over. We need to bring it up and up again just because so many of my patients that come into the office are having problems with energy that tie back, energy and also weight gain that tie back to the function of their thyroid. So. For those of you who don't know anything about your thyroid, that is a gland that sits approximately uh, in your throat, in the middle of your throat. And that gland produces two very important hormones called T3 and T4. And the reason why these hormones are so important is because they really work to regulate your metabolism. They regulate your heart output your ventilation rate, which is your breathing, that has a huge impact on your metabolism, and they regulate your basal metabolic rate, that BMR. So your basal metabolic rate is basically the number of calories that you are entitled to eat every day in order to just stay alive. So of course your goal in life should be to increase that basal metabolic rate as much as you possibly can. And you will find that over time as you start to gain weight if you're gaining a lot of weight in a short period of time it could be a sign that your thyroid gland is not functioning optimally is not producing those thyroid hormones that regulate that metabolism something else that those hormones do that is also very important is that they regulate the growth of your bones so bone density which is very critical when you've reached middle age and also help to regulate the metabolism of your vitamins vitamins are molecules that help to Uh, make you produce energy from the foods that you're eating and this is also regulated by your thyroid hormones right so what are these t3 and these t4 hormones t3 is called um, represents triiodothyronine whereas t4 is thyroxine all right and what do those numbers stand for those numbers stand for the number of molecules of iodine that are bound to those molecules so T4 is the hormone that you make the most of, but T3 is the most active. And T4 has to be converted to T3. So some of the problem could be that you're not very good or efficient at converting T4 to T3. All right, and when they're not, when T3 and T4 are not doing their job, you're pituitary gland will produce something called thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH and you might have even noticed this TSH in some of the blood work that you get from your doctors. So when T3 and T4 are not really working your pituitary gland is going to work very hard to produce TSH. So when the TSH is too high that could be a sign that the T3 and the T4 are either too low or they're just not they're not doing their job. Right? Not only do you need iodine for T3 and T4 to do their job, but you also need another mineral, uh, selenium, which will help you um, produce T3 and T4. 
All right, so what should the levels be? You want your T4 to be roughly between 4.5 to 12 micrograms per deciliter of blood. T3 should be 80 to 200 nanograms per deciliter of blood. Um, the TSH, all right, that should be uh, optimal levels, uh, well, levels that your doctor will tell you are adequate, range between 0.35 to 5.5, um, but the optimal should be closer to 2. So sometimes you'll get a level that's 1 to 2. Your doctor will say that that's okay. You really want to be above 2, so somewhere between 2 and 5.5. All right, that's the optimal level of TSH. Some other indications that your hormone levels are kind of off is your body temperature. Uh, for uh, optimal body temperature should be 97.8. Something else that your doctor might be looking for, especially if you have a family history of some autoimmune diseases, are antibodies um, to your thyroid gland. So antithyroperoxidase and antithyroglobulin. Um, when, you're, when you're producing these antibodies, it might be a sign that you have some autoimmune destruction of your thyroid gland. Um, and this is what we see in a condition called Hashimoto's, um, which is a sign that your body is destroying your thyroid gland. All right, and that's something that you actually can address. All right, so uh, definitely, you know, when you, if you're feeling, so the, the, the primary symptoms of an underactive thyroid are weight gain, as I've mentioned, uh, chronic fatigue, uh, constipation, depression, sensitivity to hot and cold temperatures, and certainly um, hair loss. I see that a lot. So if you're experiencing some, any of these symptoms, your primary care physician or an endocrinologist may recommend doing some of these blood tests to look at your thyroid levels and your thyroid antibody levels, especially if you have some autoimmune conditions in your family. All right, so you definitely, so since I'm a nutritionist, the, one of the things that I do is really focus on the diet and make sure that you're not missing any of those minerals that you need to have optimal thyroid function. All right, so what is the kind of a diet that I, what are the kinds of nutrients that I feel are you need optimally for best thyroid function? Well, you certainly need to have carbohydrates on board um, to fuel your brain so that you can eliminate some of that fatigue and to uh, regulate your blood sugar. Uh, what kind of carbohydrates? Whole grains, not processed grains. So if you're having trouble with your thyroid gland, um, some of these boutique -y kinds of diets like a high protein diet or a ketogenic diet, which is very high, high in fat, will not serve you very well because you, you know, the fatigue, the, the, the chronic fatigue is needs to be fueled by carbohydrates, which is your body's go-to form of, uh, your go-to fuel is going to come from carbohydrates, right? Your body also needs proteins to produce amino acids. Amino acids um, are then used to produce some neurotransmitters, which regulate how you feel. 
All right, you definitely need to have an adequate so supply of vitamins and minerals. So one of the things I might recommend for my patients that have low high, uh, thyroid function is a special um, multivitamin called thyrosol, which spe is specifically designed for people that have th low thyroid. This will provide you with optimal levels of your B vitamins, vitamin C, which is an important antioxidant, vitamin D, uh, which is sort of like a hormone to help with your bone, um, density, um, magnesium, copper, zinc, um, and selenium, which you need, uh, which is very important for the production of those thyroid hormones. Of course, you're going to need iodine uh, to iodinate the T3 and the T4. You want healthy fat. I always say that healthy fat replaces bad fat. What are the healthy fats or the good fats? They're the omega-3 fatty acids. Um, and of course, you know, fats in general are going to contribute to uh, healthy cell membranes, um, and you need to have an adequate supply of water. You need to be well hydrated so that all of your uh, vitamins and minerals are in solution. If you're dehydrated, uh, or and even if you're taking any meds, if you're taking, you know, the medicines that you're taking, the n nutrients that you're eating in your diet are not go going to be at the optimal concentration if you're dehydrated. Right. So, what are some hypothyroid-friendly foods? All right. To get that protein, you want to eat fish. Um, eat some nuts. To get those carbohydrates, you want whole grains, not processed grains, even whole wheat bread. Um, whole wheat bread is not a whole grain bread. You want to get that fiber. You need all that extra fiber if you're constipated, right? That's one of the symptoms. And uh, just to have a healthy bowel. You want to have lots of fruits and vegetables in your diet. How many servings? About 8 to 13 servings a day. I've been saying that all along. A serving is just a teeny tiny amount. It's a half a cup. That's a tiny, tiny portion. So 8 to 13 isn't that hard to consume if you're really focused on using your diet to to improve your health. Um, so how are you going to get that iodine, the iodine for the T3 and the T4? You're going to get it from sea, seafood, ba basically, sea vegetables, seaweed. Um, maybe you're not thinking that seaweed is in your diet, but actually if you go to uh, reputable grocery stores, you'll find all kinds of seaweed that tastes very good when you add it to soups. And of course, you can find it in sushi. All right, you want to... Don't be stingy with your dairy. So um, I'm kind of cagey about dairy, but yogurt, plain yogurt, um, is going to be a great source of vitamin D. Of course, you're going to get your vitamin D from the sun, so you need to be outside. How do you get vitamin D from the sun? The sun shines on your skin, all right, and converts an, a cholesterol-like intermediate uh, to vitamin D using through the functionality of your liver and kidneys. So, of course, if your liver and your kidneys are not functioning optimally, that conversion of the intermediate to vitamin D is not going to be a fully functional. And again, because I'm focused on uh, the health of your digestive tract and your bowel function, you want to get fiber, so it's highly recommended that you eat some beans. Um, so beans are a great source of protein and fiber. Okay, so what are the kinds of foods that you want to stay away from? Oh, well, before I go to foods to stay away from, I do want to um, call out some other sources. So sources of selenium, Brazil nuts, everybody knows that Brazil nuts are very high in selenium, 
but I want you to know, I, I just want to say don't overdo it on the Brazil nuts. They actually have a huge amount of selenium. Just one and a half ounces have 544 micrograms. The recommended daily amount is just 55. So don't feel, if you have, if you suffer from hypothyroidism, don't feel obligated to eat those Brazil nuts every day. All right, maybe, you know, one every, you know, one, every one one brazil nut a day is probably all that you need um, some other healthy fats are from coconut oil i know coconut oil is high in saturated fat but it's also high in medium chain triglycerides which are readily converted to ketone bodies which are an excellent source of energy um, uh, don't be afraid of eggs a lot of nutrients in the yolks so uh, egg yolks have, are high in choline, very good for you. Other sources of healthy fat are ghee, which is uh, filtered butter, or butter from grass-fed cows, and avocados. Avocados are a superfood, love avocados. Definitely a healthy fat. I don't even call avocado a fruit or a vegetable. We just call it a healthy fat. Uh, so uh, what other things do I want to say? So uh, we're going to use our diet to enhance the functionality of those thyroid hormones. But if you do have to take a medicine, um, what, what are some of the prescription meds that doctors are prescribing these days? All right, so you could be prescribed Synthroid, which is a synthetic version of T4. All right, and that can, I, I see plenty of efficacy in my patients that take Synthroid. I guess the uh, generic version of the Synthroid is called Levo, Levothyroxine. All right, I see good efficacy with that, but for my patients where the conversion of T4 to T3, the most active form, if that's not optimal, then the Synthroid isn't really going to be working too well for you. I mean, if you're taking Synthroid, and you suffer from those common symptoms, the weight gain, the fatigue, the depression, the hair loss, and nothing is happening, your doctor can increase the dose. But if he increases the dose and you're still struggling, then it's time to look at something else. So another um, pharmaceutical is something called Armour Thyroid, A-R-M-O-U-R, -R, uh, which is basically um, a mixture of T3 and T4 that comes from, um, a, it's a porcine derivative, so it comes from a pig. So it's basically a desiccated thyroid gland from a pig. Your thyroid gland produces T3 and T4, and we're very, very, very closely um, related to pigs, genetically identical, practically. So Armour is a, a, you know, an alternative to Synthroid if the Synthroid isn't working, and I've seen exceptional efficacy for my patients that take armor. Uh, so what is something else that I do for my patients that suffer from a low thyroid? So certainly, like I said, I, I prescribe a multivitamin called thyrosol, which has all those vitamins and minerals, the iodine, the selenium, that my hypothyroid patients might be missing. But something else I might be focusing on is the adrenals. So the adrenal glands are glands that sit on top of your kidneys. And those glands produce your stress hormones. I do find that my hypothyroid patients have very high levels of stress, um, probably from unwittingly uh, being very sensitive to stress. You know, some people deal with stress very well. Other people um, 
when your stress hormones like cortisol are very elevated, you may resort to using comfort food to alleviate all that stress. So comfort food like pizza and macaroni and cheese and cake and cookies and sweet things, I mean, they're not called comfort food because they taste good. They're called comfort food because they literally lower the cortisol levels. So what are some of the things that we could do to lower the cortisol levels? Well, what uh, something else that raises cortisol levels is caffeine. So if you're a chronic coffee drinker, we may have to tamp down on that a little bit. Uh, coffee can be can cause adrenal fatigue, just chronic production of cortisol. So here's a, my little tip about coffee. When you wake up in the morning, that's when the cortisol levels are highest. And in that case, the cortisol level is, is important. It's important for the cortisol levels to be high in the morning because that's what gets you going. All right, so you really don't need to wake up and drink a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. If you really feel like you can't function without that cup of coffee, it's probably because you're nutrient-deprived in some way, and we need to do a full-blown health history on you. All right, the best time to drink coffee is really a few hours after you've op woken up, because by then, that's when the cortisol levels are declining and when you would benefit from the coffee the most. All right, but if you really are suffering from this adre adrenal fatigue, you're going to have to really pull back on the coffee, try drinking some um, decaffeinated teas or some other herbal teas or products that don't have as much caffeine in them. All right, uh, early on, I mentioned during the blood work, your doctor might be looking at um, thyroid antibodies, uh, which correlate with a condition called Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune destruction of your thyroid gland. So if you have uh, autoimmune disease in your family, or if you suffer from you know, chronic allergies, or you do have really bad chronic fatigue, your doctor might see some other antibodies to, that are signs of other diseases, like lupus, all right? You may think about being tested for Hashimoto's, all right? So uh, definitely want to address that. Um, and if you do have Hashimoto's, uh, you may have to supplement, you know, take, take Synthroid or uh, something that can restore the functionality of your thyroid hormone, uh, of your thyroid gland, right? So that's about it. That's all that I have to say. If you feel like you're struggling with thyroid issues, uh, feel free to connect with me through the website, eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L. ROCK.com, uh, or you know, definitely like our face, fake Facebook posts at Eagle Rock Nutrition. Uh, you can connect with us through Instagram at Eagle Rock underscore Nutrition, or uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, constantly posting really interesting um, little snippets about all kinds of health conditions, but I thought that it was time to bring up the thyroid gland and hypothyroidism one more time. One thing I do want to say is that um, very hard to get the dose of the medicines just right. I do want to say that if you're if you have low thyroid, right, and you're taking Synthroid to bring those levels up, um, if you go too far, you can suffer from hyperthyroidism, where it's too active, 
and hyperthyroidism is associated with something called Graves' disease. And that's when your eyes are, are bulging. So bulging eyes are a sign that your thyroid is too active. All right, and in that case, um, hyperthyroidism is uh, associated with low weight as opposed to high, high weight. So if you're struggling to get those thyroid levels right and you just want to do some more homeopathic kinds of things, certainly connect with us at Eagle Rock Nutrition. Uh, one last time, go to the website, eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. So thank you all for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the um I hope you enjoyed the podcast today.